withholds these bounties and we can't survive for one second. It is purely on the basis of the unlimited bounties that Allah Ta'ala keeps showering upon us that we continue to move around, we conduct ourselves, we continue with our lives. This is something to keep reminding ourselves of how much we are supposed to be making shukar. لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ The shukar that is required, the most important part of the shukar is the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. In the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala has hinged the success purely on this. وَمَنْ يُتِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا The one who obeys Allah Ta'ala and his Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا then he has achieved a very great success. Allah Ta'ala is saying that he has achieved a very great success. But that great success is dependent on the itaat and the obedience to Allah Ta'ala and his Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. وَمَنْ يُتِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهَ And in another ayat, Allah Ta'ala gives the kind of success that this person will achieve eventually in the akhirat who has fulfilled this requirement that he has obeyed Allah Ta'ala and his Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam وَمَنْ يُتِعِ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولَ فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ عَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ وَحَسُنَ أُولَٰئِكَ رَفِيقًا that those who are obedient to Allah Ta'ala and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, so where will they eventually be? Ma'an Nabiyyin. Can we imagine? With the Anbiya Alayhi Salatu Wasallam. With the Siddiqeen. Our Hazrat Ahmadullah Alayhi used to explain that between the rank of Siddiqiyat or rather after the rank of Nubuwat, where the rank of Nubuwat finishes off, Immediately thereafter is the rank of Siddiqiyat. Obviously, all the Siddiqin of the Ummah get together, they cannot reach anywhere close, let alone equal to, anywhere close to the rank of a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. But this is the height of this rank of Siddiqiyat. That immediately after Nubuat, below it, is the rank of Siddiqiyat. Allah Ta'ala is saying that those who are obedient to Allah Ta'ala and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 
they will be with the Anbiya alayhi salatu salam ma'an was siddiqeen and with the siddiqeen siddiq our Hazrat used to explain that who is the siddiq there are many many explanations of who the siddiq is but once one comprehensive explanation the person whose zahir and batin is all conformant to what Allah Ta'ala wants his zahir and external self does not contradict what the batin is all about and neither is the batin different to what the zahir is his zahir and his external self is also conforming to what Allah Ta'ala is pleased with but the way of Rasulullah is and that is what is his internal self as well his internal self is also equally conforming to what Allah Ta'ala wants so with the siddiqeen and the shuhada those who have given the ultimate sacrifice that a person can sacrifice his wealth, he can sacrifice his time, he can sacrifice his energies, he can sacrifice many things. But all that, there's still something more that he can still do. He might sacrifice all his wealth, but tomorrow he'll earn some more. He might sacrifice much of his time, but there's still sometimes more time. But the ultimate sacrifice, he gave his life. There is nothing now beyond that. He's given his life, these are the shuhada. And Allah Ta'ala gives them such a great rank. وَلَا تَقُولُوا لِمَا يُقْتَلُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتِ بَلْ أَحْيَا وَلَكِنْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ That those who have become shaheed in the path of Allah Ta'ala don't even think that they are dead. No, they are alive. They have a special kind of life. And they are being given rizq from the side of Allah Ta'ala. But you would have no perception of this. So, these are the shuhada and the salihin, the pious servants of Allah wa ta'ala. The person who is obedient to Allah ta'ala and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa this is where he will finally be. Now this is no minor thing, this is a height of, of that success. Because the success of dunya, no matter what kind of it might be, the reality is only when a person has succeeded in the akhirat. When in the akhirat, the person who has been saved from the fire of Jahannam and has been entered into Jannah is successful. So now this is the success that Allah Ta'ala is promising but on this condition. And this ayat Now the issue is that everything is hinged on this ita'at. Now what is this itaat all about? This itaat as discussed already about the siddiqeen that the zahir and the batin are both in conformity to what Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. There is no contradiction. So this itaat also pertains to both the zahir and the batin. The zahir is also necessary there are many things that pertain to the external self. The commands of Allah Ta'ala pertaining to the external self. A person has to perform salah. He's going to perform the salah physically. Before the salah, he's going to make the wuzu physically. And then he's going to stand up. He's going to make the takbir at tahrima. He's going to recite the Quran Sharif, which are all physical actions. Then he's going to go into ruku. He's going to make sajda. Likewise, many other ibadats are all the physical side of it. So as far as our ibadat is concerned, there's an external side to it. Then in terms of many other aspects of life, there are commands of Allah Ta'ala applicable to us. 
how we conduct our transactions and business, how we deal with people, all these things are pertaining to external actions. This too is part of that itaad. Allah Ta'ala has given us commands in this regard. وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ وَآتُ الزَّكَاةِ وَرْكَعُوا مَعَ الرَّاكِعِينَ Establish salah, discharge the zakat, and perform the salah with the musalleen. This is an indication of salah in jama'ah. And like that, various other commands of Allah Ta'ala. So just as there are these external commands of Allah Ta'ala in terms of what we have to do, there are also the external commands, meaning pertaining to our external self, in terms of what we must be refraining from. They are the don'ts. Don't steal, it's an external action. So don't commit this theft. Don't commit zina. Don't cast zina of the commit zina of the eyes, zina of the ears, zina of the hands and feet, zina of the heart is something that pertains to the batin, but these are all external aspects. So now there are do's and there are don'ts also. And this part of this itaat, now we want to gain this very great success that Allah Ta'ala has promised. So now the person has to fulfill the do's, his salah is in order, his zakat, his fasting, his hajj, whatever the commands pertain to his mu'amalat, business dealings, his mu'asharat. But then the don'ts also apply. That he's not committing the sins and vices. He's not going to places of haram. He's not watching what Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. So all these don'ts are also extremely necessary. And all these aspects that pertain to this insan in terms of itaat, in terms of the external self, likewise there is the itaat of the internal self. And this too is crucially important. The commands of Allah Ta'ala that pertain to the internal self, this is only possible within a person. For example, the command of Allah Ta'ala that a person must have muhabbat with Allah Ta'ala. This is Allah Ta'ala's command. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبَّ لِلَّهِ Those who have iman, their love for Allah Ta'ala is the greatest. It's more intense than anything else. Everybody else's love is subservient. Now, this is Allah Ta'ala's command, basically. That this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala must be there. Now, where is that muhabbat going to be? Muhabbat only in the heart. The muhabbat is not in the hands, the muhabbat is not in the face, the muhabbat is in the heart alone. Yes, that muhabbat that is in the heart will manifest itself through the actions. But it's in the heart. The muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala is in the heart. It will wake a person up at the time of Fajr and bring him to the masjid. The muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala is in the heart. So to avoid displeasing Allah Ta'ala, he will fulfill Allah Ta'ala's command, Say to the believing men to lower their gazes. Allah Ta'ala will be displeased otherwise. But this is the dictates of that muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. That he must not look at ghayrullah. One person, one, one pious person, one, probably it was Junaid Baghdadi, one woman came to, her, to him. So she was in her niqab and she came to ask one question. Or rather complain about her husband. So now the complaint was that the husband is now 
looking elsewhere. He is getting involved in some haram. And he is cheating on her. So now she is saying to him that if it was permissible, then I would have exposed my face to show you what beauty Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with. But despite this beauty that Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with, and this is the kind of wife that Allah Ta'ala has blessed my husband with, but he's still looking elsewhere. Now this is what she came to complain about, but when she expressed this, he suddenly fell unconscious. So now after a while, when he revived, so this woman got a shock, she ran away. So what happened? I, what did I do here? She quickly disappeared from there. When he came back to his consciousness, I asked him that, what happened? What did this woman say? And what made you, what had this impact on you that you fell unconscious? He says that this woman's complaint was that Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with such beauty and despite this my husband is looking elsewhere. So how can this ever be tolerated? So he says that this struck me on a different note. That she cannot imagine and tolerate this that when Allah Ta'ala has blessed her with such beauty how can her husband look elsewhere? So Allah Ta'ala is the creator of all beauty. Allah Ta'ala is the one who has granted beauty to everything. And Allah Ta'ala is our benefactor in entirety. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala questions us that when I was the creator of all beauty and I was the one that gave you everything, why you looked elsewhere? What answer I'll give? That if this woman who is a makhluk of Allah Ta'ala and she possesses one minute fraction of the beauty that Allah Ta'ala created, no matter what it might be, but it's a very minute fraction. And because she has been blessed with that much of beauty, she can't tolerate that the husband looks elsewhere. Allah Ta'ala is ghayyur. Allah Ta'ala also does not like that his servants look elsewhere. Meaning what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. But Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. So this was that very deep point that he extracted from it. This is the way that the Ahlullah take a lesson from everything. For us, many things just come and go. We look at it, we hear it, and it's just one of those things, it's just another item. These people take a very deep lesson from everything. So in any case, this is that aspect that this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, this is an amal of the heart. It's an aspect of the batin, not an aspect of the external self. Muhabbat is not in the hand. Muhabbat is not in the feet. But the muhabbat of the heart make the hand and feet move in a certain direction. Muhabbat is not in the eyes. But the muhabbat in the heart, if it's there for Allah Ta'ala, it will make this eye look down. I won't allow it to look at what's going to displease the beloved. So now just as this commands pertaining to the zahir, perform salah, give the zakat, fulfill this action, Likewise, this is a command pertaining to the batin. There are many do's pertaining to the batin. And now we want this total success. This very great success. Now without getting this itaat in order, this great success is not something that's going to happen. In terms of the general rule, the rule that Allah Ta'ala set, the one who adopts this itaat, brings this itaat in his life, this obedience of Allah Ta'ala, 
Now this obedience is not only confined to the Zahir. And this is where often we get deceived about ourselves. That with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, Alhamdulillah, that too is a very great bounty of Allah Ta'ala. That with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, we fulfill some zahiri aspects, we feel very good about ourselves. And feel very complacent thereafter, regardless of what is the issue thereafter. What is the reality of the heart? What is lurking inside? What kind of itaat is there within us? Or what kind of masiyat is there within us? All that is far away from the mind and it doesn't even feature in whatever the requirements are for us. We feel that Alhamdulillah we are done. Everything is sorted out. Whereas there is a very very great amount of things still to do. This is the batin. The muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala must be there. And that muhabbat must be to that extent وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبَّ لِلَّهِ Alhamdulillah, every mu'min has muhabbat in his heart. Undoubtedly he has muhabbat in his heart. If there wasn't muhabbat in his heart, there won't be iman. But is that muhabbat ashad? That at least this 51% is Allah Ta'ala's muhabbat. So that when there's a clash between some demand of anybody and whoever it might be, and the command of Allah Ta'ala, then the command of Allah Ta'ala is always given preference. I love everyone. Love my family, love whoever, but not more than Allah Ta'ala. No, no, the commands of Allah Ta'ala above everything. So now this muhabbat must be in the heart, this is amal batin this tawakkul and trust in Allah Ta'ala. وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Upon Allah Ta'ala do the believers have this tawakkul. Now this is amal qalb This is a action of the heart, it's an action of the heart. Tawakkul is not in the hands. Tawakkul is not in the legs. Tawakkul is not in the eyes, not on the tongue. Tawakkul is in the heart. Trust in Allah Ta'ala is in the heart. But it will manifest itself from the tongue. That if there's tawakkul in the heart, this person won't speak lies in order to try and make a quick buck as they say. He won't deceive in order to try and just maximize the profits. He won't commit any fraud just in order to try and amass another fortune. Because his trust in, is in Allah Ta'ala. So now when his trust in is, is in Allah Ta'ala, he will say that which Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. So now in saying the correct things, if somebody is not going to be giving him that extra ram, it doesn't matter. His trust is in Allah Ta'ala. Allah is Ar-Razzaq. Inna Allah huwa Ar-Razzaq mateen Allah alone is the provider. Not anybody else, not the customer, not the client, not anyone else. Allah is the provider. Allah Ta'ala is the provider, then why must he break Allah Ta'ala's command to try and dupe somebody else in parting with his wealth? Allah is the provider. But that correct words will come on the tongue when that tawakkul is in the heart. Now this is amal qalb, it's batin. And now this itaat is necessary, that that tawakkul be in the heart. Because if that tawakkul is missing, so now he'll be doing whatever he wants to dis- disregard the commands of Allah Ta'ala, lie, cheat, defraud somebody, uh, do whatever it is, and make sometimes some kind of very feeble and baseless explanations to himself. Well, actually, this is what I deserved. So now I deserved it. My salary should have been 
10,000 rands. But my employee only paid me 9,000. This is what I deserved, 10,000. So now if I take a thousand and put it in my pocket, I deserved it, he was shortchanging me. Now Shaitan, what a wonderful explanation Shaitan puts around it. So now the person who wants to now help somebody else to, he'll also find some very good basis to steal from somebody else. That after all, I'm not using anything. I'm going to give it to that person who's starving. So well, if I take something from someone and give it to someone who's starving, maybe we'll share the sawab also. But we won't share any sawab. This will be total sin. It will be bringing down the azab of Allah Ta'ala. It will destroy whatever good there is also. Whatever has come in a correct way, Allah forbid that contaminated wealth gets mixed up with what is earned in a correct manner, that contamination will contaminate everything. Like that clean water that is there in that whole drum of water, and five millimeters, that one few drops of urine fall into it, that whole drum was clean, it will contaminate everything. So likewise, this few drops of haram will come into that clean wealth also. It will destroy all the barakat. All the barakat of that entire wealth will all be gone. But now when all this will become, how this will happen, what will be the, where it will stem from? It will stem from the lack of this itaat wudan. That this tawakkul was missing. Now the person, mashallah, is performing his salah. He's making tasbihat all the time. He's making tilawat daily. Alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah. Allahumma zid fazid. Allah Ta'ala increased the tawfiq in all these amal. But now that was regarded as the be-all and end-all. That thereafter whether tawakkul exists in the heart or not is not necessary. And whether the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala is there or not is not important. So that becomes the result now. That on the one side the person, mashallah, made one para tilawat. And then that, that saliva is still on the tongue. The tongue is still moist with that tilawat. But he's already now swearing. He's already spewing out vulgarities. He's already lying. That tongue is still moist with that zikr that he just made. But now he's already deceiving somebody. That saliva hasn't dried up yet, which came as a result of that zikr. But because of this ita'at batin, this internal ita'at, not being given due importance, not being regarded as, as important as it should be given, that this is ex- extremely important, it's the f- foundation of everything. So as a result, mashallah, the zahir, the zahir is carrying on. Alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah. That too is a great na'mat of Allah Ta'ala. But, if this batin is not rectified, and all these baseless tawils and all these explanations will be given just to hoodwink somebody and to deceive someone, and all as a result of this lack of this itaat of the batin, then Allah forbid even the zahir will also all get wiped out. On the day of Qiyamah, this person will come up with a lot of zahir, a lot of salah, zakat, fasting, hajj, charity, whatever. But he harmed somebody, sawed somebody, hurt somebody, usurped somebody's wealth. As a result, all the salah and zakat and fasting, everything will get dished out. Others will come and claim it and take it away. So this is that very important crucial aspect, that just as there are do's and don'ts regarding the zahir, that a person will perform his salah, keep his fast, give his zakat, stay away from zina, stay away from stealing, stay away from all the other vices. There are do's and don'ts pertaining to the inner self. This muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala must be there. This tawakkul and trust in Allah Ta'ala must be there. The taqwa and consciousness of Allah Ta'ala must be in the heart. And together with that, all the other fazail, the noble qualities, whatever 
noble qualities have been given to us in the Quran and Sunnah, whether it is that zuhud, that abstinence from anything that is haram and all the hankering behind dunya and the things of dunya and likewise in terms of sabr, adopting this patience and hilm and this tolerance and all the various other fadail. Likewise, there are don'ts pertaining to the inner self as well. It's also part of that itaat. On the one side, mashallah, the person is staying away from zina, he's staying away from stealing, he's staying away from gambling, he's staying away from all the other external vices, but that itaat is not complete yet. Mashallah, that is all excellent. But it's not yet complete. There are some major things pertaining to the inside. And these major things pertaining to the inside, these are atom bombs. Like you get atom bombs outside, these things explode inside, Allah forbid. This tool destroy a person. So likewise, they are the don'ts pertaining to the batin. The person who has takabbur, in the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah says, that the person who has takabbur to the extent of a mustard seed, he will not enter Jannah. Now this too is inside the heart. It can't be seen. Nobody can see. Nobody can see what's in the next person's heart. But we ourselves can detect what is there. Like the person, mashallah, that tawakkul is in his heart, the words of tawakkul will come on his tongue. His hands will deal with tawakkul. That, no, no, this Allah Ta'ala is not pleased with me taking this. It's not mine, I can't touch it. His hand will hold back. The muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala is in his heart. That muhabbat will get manifested through the hand. Allah Ta'ala is not going to be pleased with me touching this. Me texting this kind of message. Me looking at this kind of screen. I'm not going to do it. So the muhabbat will now manifest itself in his actions. Likewise, Allah forbid if there's takabbur in the heart. Then the takabbur will manifest itself. Takabbur is in the heart. Takabbur is not in the hands. Takabbur is not in the tongue. But that takabbur will speak loudly through the tongue. The takabbur that is in the heart, it will shout out through the tongue. It will manifest itself through how the hands move. And what kind of body language. And if there's tawazu in the heart, that tawazu will also manifest itself. One is somebody, anybody can pretend, but the reality comes out. That whether there's truly tawazu, or what is there. The one incident that we mentioned many times, but comes to mind again, of one of the principles of Darulum Deoban in his time, Rafiuddin Rahmatullah he one day came to the madrasa, and he brought on the way from home, he brought along his cow to set it off to the pasture, to graze, and then he comes to the madrasa. But on the way, now suddenly something urgent came out, so he had to quickly come straight to the madrasa. So he came straight there, and he tied it to something just in one place outside, or he just left it in some place outside. So this thing started grazing on that, any case was grass, would have been, have to be cut sooner or later. So now as he went away inside, suddenly after a while he hears one commotion outside. So, what's going on? One person is making a big hue and cry out there. That Whose cow is this? Now this is a simple person, one of the villages, one of the townspeople. And he's making a big hue and cry out there. 
that whose cow is this? Does he think this is his father's, father's land? This? this belongs to the madrasa. And this is something that he is now usurping this. Whereas, that was where that grass is going to be cut and disposed of. This was probably doing the madrasa a favor. Maybe he could have charged a fee if he wanted to. But he heard this commotion and he came out. Now what is inside, this is a kind of situation where the inside speaks. Because now there is no time to prepare any bayan. To prepare the speech of Stawazo. Now it comes up because there is no time to think of anything here. It's what's inside that jumps out. So he came out very humbly. He says to the person, what you are saying is 100% correct. You are right. I had no right to tie this animal here. And therefore, what I did was wrong. And what you are doing, correcting me, what you are doing is right. Now, in order to make amends for whatever wrong I did, and mashallah, you corrected me, so therefore this cow is now yours. Mashallah, that person also, he said, he didn't even say, Jazakallah, I took it and went away. But whatever that person did and went away, and probably that was what he wanted in the end of the day. And suddenly he forgot about it, it was belonging to the madrasa grass and all that, this cow ate that grass, so now was going to be the outcome. He forgot about all that, he took the cow and went away. But the point is that when this Alim heard this commotion and he came out, what kind of emotions run through a person at that time? That what's wrong with this person? If he's got some valid point also, is this the way to go about it? And to start off with, what he's talking is baseless. And if there was some basis to it, then is this the way to conduct himself? So he must teach this fellow a lesson. I must teach him a lesson, otherwise he'll do it to others. So at that time, when something happens to us, and we need to level the score, but now this nafs and shaitan, mashallah, what beautiful ways they teach us. And you see, it's now necessary for you to do what you have to do, not for yourself, to save somebody else. But yesterday when it happened to somebody else, that time it didn't come to my mind, to say, look, this person needs to be straightened out, otherwise he might do it to me tomorrow. This all sometimes, various ways, nafs and shaitan will put all these blinkers on our eyes. So the point here again, that that what was inside the heart came out spontaneously. Doesn't matter. This is the way that Rasulullah conducted himself, avoiding disputes, not wanting to get into taraka nafsahu an thalath, mira wal ikbar wa mala ya'ni. Nabi Wasallam totally distanced himself from three things. Mira, disputes, arguments, ikbar, being proud and arrogant. He had nothing to do with pride and arrogance. Rasulullah was the epitome of humility. He was tawazu through and through. There could nobody come a fraction close to the tawazu that Rasulullah possessed. Wamala ya'ni, and all kinds of futility. Nabi Islam had no place for futility in his life. His life was filled with whatever was constructive. Even if he was in a moment of light-heartedness, he said something light-heartedly. Ya Aba Umair, ma fa'alan nughair. That too, that light-heartedness was so constructive, the fuqaha extracted hundred masail out of it. That was the life of Rasulullah Every word of his, every deed of his, there was no place for any futility in it. And if we consider in our, ta- in our life, our day, forget futility, how much futility has been there, Allah forbid how much haram. How many things which are completely against the commands of Allah Ta'ala. 
So now this itaat, itaat of the zahir, itaat of the batin, that this taqwa must be there, and likewise the itaat of the batin, that this takabur must be cleaned out. This hasad and jealousy must be cleaned out. This malice, this must be cleaned out. This hubbud dunya, the love of the dunya and the world, in the way that now it makes a person start crossing the lines of deen, and hankering after dunya, and making dunya the object of his life, and compromising his salah in the process, and compromising his akhlaq in the process, that for the sake of the dunya now, any kind of language is also fine, any kind of action is fine, any kind of treatment of others is fine. No, 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 that's not fine. So now this, all this hubbud dunya has to be cleansed out. And likewise all the other razail, the evil qualities, the evil attributes that lurk inside this heart, all this has to be cleaned out. So this itaat of the inner side, to adorn the inner side, to lighten up the inner side, to bring the son of Marifat, Hazrat Mawla Rum Rahmatullah Hazrat explain this incident about it, that Hazrat Mawla he, in some couplets, he is, so to say, addressing Allah Ta'ala, that Ya Allah, you created the son, but the son you created is such, that this sun doesn't distinguish between anybody. The sun shines on the believers also. It shines on those, shines on those who reject you as well. Allah, the sun is shining on the person who is very muttaqi and pious. And the person who is a fajir and fasik is shining upon him also. Say, Allah, this sun, you have created such a sun, that there's no, it doesn't distinguish between anybody. So now how... What's going to be special about those who obey you and those who believe in you and those who are striving to become close to you that you are enabling the sun to shine on them but even on the disbelievers. So where's the distinction? Where's the difference? Meaning those who are close to you should be given something special. So he says, Ya Allah, when you created this sun to shine upon everybody then now those who are close to you give them the sun of your marifat in their hearts. So that now there's a distinction that these people only have the external sun, but those who are close to you have the internal sun as well. Now this was that same zahir and batin. There's an itaat on the zahir also. There's an itaat in the batin as well. When a person now conforms his, makes his inner self conform to what Allah Ta'ala wants, what Allah Ta'ala is pleased with, then that sun of ma'arifat starts shining within him. And that illuminates his heart and illuminates the hearts of others. So this is that very necessary aspect, that just as mashallah, we strive to fulfill the itaat of the zahir, that a person, especially if he is little bit conscious also, he's not going to go blatantly commit sins, he's not going to, you're not going to see him walking into the vice dens, walking into the bar and the pub, walking into the gambling dens, you're not going to see him now doing all kinds of other evils, openly and blatantly, but just as mashallah, this too is a very great thing, that a person now refrains from all these things. But Allah tabarak wa ta'ala is seeing our heart as well. So likewise, this heart must be cleaned. It must be cleaned of that takabur, of that hasad, of that riya, of that malice, and all the other evils of the heart. That too must get cleansed out. Because Allah ta'ala wants to see our heart clean as well. The itaat of the heart must be brought in. Just as mashallah, we take the effort and make the effort to perform our salah, to give our zakat, to fast in the month of Ramadan, to perform hajj, to give charity, to make the of the Qur'an Sharif, Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to increase all this. 
But likewise the itaat of the inner self is crucially important. Otherwise Allah forbid that if the itaat of the inside is missing, there's no vacuum. There's either itaat or there's masiyat. If there's masiyat, then that masiyat of the inside, it will cause the external itaat also to get wiped out. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we become fully obedient to him in every facet of our lives, externally, internally. Allah Ta'ala enable us to become His true and obedient servants so that when the time comes to leave this dunya and meet Allah Ta'ala, we meet Allah Ta'ala in a condition that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with us and Allah Ta'ala grants us His Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِ Make zikr for a few minutes in the dua. La ilaha illallah Rasulullah sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathiran kathira ya rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihim jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إله 
محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ اللہ جل جلاله عمن وانه اللہ 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 لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد يحيي ويميت بيده الخير وهو على كل شيء قدير ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا ربنا لا تؤاخذنا ان نسينا او اخطانا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا اصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقه لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخسنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد وموس مسيفن كايند الله الله انداوتدلي بي اسنز يا الله يلا وي ار جيلتي اوف اول سورتس اوف سنز يا الله انترنالي اند اكسترنالي يا الله يلا فوجيفي ايتش اند افري ون اوف اس يا الله 
Oh, most merciful and kind Allah, forgive our parents, our spouses, our siblings, our children, our family members. Allah forgive the whole ummah of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Oh Allah, cleanse our hearts, oh Allah, of all these ills, ya Allah. Of all, oh Allah, of all the debasing qualities that we possess, ya Allah. Ya Allah, full our hearts, ya Allah. With iman, and oh Allah, with yaqeen and marifat, ya Allah. And all the beautiful and wonderful qualities of our Nabi Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, grant us your muhabbat. Ya Allah, grant us the muhabbat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, grant us the muhabbat of the entire deen. Ya Allah, grant us the realization, Ya Allah, of the shortness of this life, Ya Allah, that it is only a journey, Ya Allah. O most merciful Allah, give us a tawfiq of making tawbat and nasuha before mouth comes unto us, Ya Allah. At the time of mouth, Ya Allah, O oh Allah, give us, O oh Allah, the ability, O oh Allah. And at that time, Ya Allah, fill our hearts, Ya Allah. And let our hearts overflow with iman and yaqeen, Ya Allah. And let the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, flow at our lips, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, at that time, Ya Allah, let it be the most mubarak of times, the most mubarak of places. Ya Allah, whilst you are most pleased with us, Ya Allah, Whilst we are carrying out the best of deeds, Ya Allah, striving in your path, Ya Allah, save us, O Allah, from a death, Ya Allah, in an evil place, in an evil condition, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from a death, Ya Allah, in which you are displeased with us, Ya Allah. O most merciful Allah, save us from the adab of the qabr. O Allah, tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, O Allah, show your mercies upon us, Ya Allah. Grant us all, Ya Allah, Jannatul Fiddos, without any reckoning, Ya Allah. O most merciful Allah, O most merciful Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah, make us yours. Ya Allah, wherever the Ummah is suffering, Ya Allah, remove the sufferings from the Ummah of our Nabi Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, those amongst us, Ya Allah, in the Ummah, whatever difficulties we may be having, Ya Allah, remove those difficulties, Ya Allah. Those who are ill and sick, Ya Allah, grant us shifai kamila jila mustamira. O most merciful Allah, those, O Allah, who have whatever challenges, Ya Allah, remove it, Ya Allah, whatever our needs be, Ya Allah, you fulfill it. O most merciful Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah, make us yours. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana Muhammadan, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa bima huwa ahlu. Wa sallallahu wa sallam ala nabiyyil kareem, wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله